There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. In Meteor Res, outside of the prismatic glowing bathroom of Cliff H. Anger, where <laughs> Angela and Penny, you have discovered Heck frozen in fear, facing the Cliff Anger millipede. The nasty. You two emerge from the bathroom and look over the shoulder of Heck at this horrible Cliff Anger abomination incomprehensible in its inhuman distorted form not just the millipede section on that back half but also like the entire front sort of rearing up part of this monster is difficult for your eyes to even resolve like which pieces went where the mouths seem to have all turned sideways and kind of glommed together into this huge gaping maw there's a nest of reaching, grabbing little arms squirming in front of Heck's face. Angela, you look at this thing and your body's instinct is to run. Your body is screaming at you to stop looking at it, for one, and also to not be anywhere near it ever again. It takes every ounce of your will not to like hurl yourself down the stairs and out the door of this house. Penny, you see this thing and your brain essentially refuses to accept it. You don't have many moments of coherent thought after you see it. You see this creature and your mind takes you back to your premonition and you see it splayed out against the sky, against the stars in that constellation. And then those stars blink out and you see every star in the sky replaced with eyes. And you feel even now in Cliff's house, thousands upon millions of eyes staring at you, staring through you, tearing apart every fiber of your being and reality with their very perception of you. Angela, you see Penny freeze in place beside you, and then you see her eyes roll back in her head, and she just sort of gently drifts up off of the floor and starts floating next to you. Her body is limp, her arms hanging loose at her side, her head lolling on her neck. She doesn't seem to be conscious. She's just floating in the air. Can I touch her? Yeah. Um, so Angela, once she sees Penny, 
isn't immediately freaked out because she's just more concerned with um, her friends and Saber, who is supposedly downstairs. Um, so Angela grabs Penny's um, arm and tries to shake her um, just to see if she's like conscious in there at all or um, if she's able to wake her up. Angela, you grab Penny and you try to shake her out of this. And it actually works. You shake Penny as hard as you can and kind of snap her little head around on her neck. And Penny, your limbo of cosmic eyes that you lost yourself in momentarily all slips away. And you see Penny's eyes roll back down from her head, except the moment that she comes back to, instinctively, subconsciously, she hits you with a telekinetic blast and you're gonna be knocked into the wall. Ow! Penny, you are back with us. Um, I think Penny like kind of shakes her head to see what happened and looks around and sees Angela against the wall and runs over to make sure she's okay. I'm okay, I'm okay. I just hit my head a little bit. We need to get heck though. I'm so sorry. What no, what happened? It's okay. You were just, I mean, you're out of it. You were like levitating, but we can't talk about this right now. I was what? It's okay. It's just, we, we'll talk about it later. There's a this fucking millipede. We have to get heck and Saber. We need to get him safe. Okay. And um, Penny helps Angela to her feet. Okay. Angela, with that, you hear heck scream. Wait, no, no. And you see the millipede with its grubby, grabbing little nest of arms at the front of it lifts Heck off of the ground and begins bringing him into his maw. Angela is gonna run into the bathroom. Um, she's just thinking really quick. Uh, runs to the bathroom and pulls off the shower rod and runs back out into the hallway and charges straight at the millipede trying to protect Heck. Like jousting at it? Yeah. Um, Penny is going to use um, telekinesis to try to get Heck's body out of the millipede's grip and just throw him to the side. Okay, let's cut to Zeke. So I think I've uh, just gotten off the phone with Heck. We're like rewinding a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Zeke says, uh, okay, Uh, Dick? Present. Listen, bud, um, how do I say this nicely? I think your brains might be a little bit scrambled from your space trip. You did not say, you did not succeed in finding a way to say that nicely. I'm sorry. Listen, uh, I think um, something real weird and kind of fucked up happened to you while you were up in space, and I'm a little worried that it's going to cause weird and fucked up stuff to happen to some other people, specifically my friends. Uh, I'm going to go right now to where they are to check on them and make sure that they're not dead. Um, would you please come with me and bring your laser pistols? I would really appreciate it. That's pretty vague there, partner, but listen, if you feel like your friends are in danger, then you've got, you have my laser pistols. Let's go. And Zeke uh, is going to grab Dick Spangler by the wrist and drag him upstairs. And they are both going to hop on Zeke's hoverboard and zoom off towards uh, uh, Cliff's house. Ooh-wee! Is this how everybody gets around in the future? Just me, baby. Just me. Oh, man. You are living correct, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dick. You're so freaking cool. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I've piloted every kind of experimental aircraft that the U.S. government came up with before the year 1956, plus a bunch of different other experimental aircraft that Dr. Z came up with prior to the year 1956, and I'm going to say this thing is in the top 15 most fun ones I have been on. Hell yes! Awesome! Let's go! So we uh, smash cut back to Angela and Penny. Angela, as you are running out of the bathroom with your... Um, improvised spear you see out of the corner of your eye heck gently flying at top speed crashing into penny and both of them flying through the bathroom door and uh crashing into the bathroom sink ow penny you crack right into the porcelainous bathroom sink and knock it off the wall and you are going to take two harm owie angela you charge full force at this thing like the knights of old to joust into it with your shower rod. And this thing turns just in time to avoid you like driving this thing directly into its mouth. So you actually drive the shower rod through one of the grasping cliff arms on the front. But in so doing, you run shoulder first right into this thing's gaping maw and it's gonna bite into your shoulder with its many mouths, and you're gonna take two more harm. Fuck! Ow! It's gonna take a pretty big chunk out of you. So, Angela, you are in a near crippling amount of pain. Um, This thing has effectively torn a big chunk out of your shoulder. Uh, You're bleeding profusely. Your vision is starting to go a little bit wonky from the pain. I think Angela's gonna scramble back into the bathroom um, where Penny and Heck are, and immediately like grab a towel and put it and press it against her injury to try to like stop and compress the bleeding. Okay. Um, are you all okay? Uh, I just hit a sink. Your shoulder is missing. Yeah, I'm not feeling the best. Um, if you have any crazy wild moves to harm people, <laughs> fucking bring them out right now, Penny, because I don't know how much I can withstand. Okay, heard. Penny's gonna look around and see a pair of scissors used for like trimming nose hairs on the kitchen sink. So using telekinesis again is going to aim to fly those straight through one of the millipede's eyeballs. Okay. You launch these n- nose trimming shears directly at one of the eyeballs of the millipede. Yeah, thank you. The millipede. Millipede. And with a uh, sickening squelch, you hear this eyeball pop as these shears are driven straight into this thing's head. You hear the millipede scream and rear up its front half and its many arms in anger as it starts charging towards the bathroom. Shit. Let's cut to Zeke and Dick Spangler. Y'all have just arrived at Cliff H. Angers' house. Um, you're going to see all that same overgrown, sort of jungly foliage outside of the house. And you see that the door is cracked open. Okay. Zeke says, uh, ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I do. You sound gooey. I do not like the looks of this scene. Uh, Dick, let's get inside. And he's going to grab Dick by the wrist. There, well, he's going to. So. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to. We can't laugh like this every time we say something involving this boy's name. I think we can. Well, keep grabbing him. <laughs> keep grabbing Dick. Uh, all right, so we're gonna skid to a halt, uh, just you know, in the like on the sidewalk, on the walkway up to the door, and Zeke's gonna leap off the hoverboard as soon as they get to a stop. He's gonna grab uh, his friend, Mr. Spangler, by the wrist. Um, in one motion, he's jumping off the hoverboard, grabbing Dick, grabbing the lightning gun in his lab coat, and running through the front door. Yeah, you're actually, uh, you and the dick that you've grabbed. Um, <laughs> I love to grab dick. <laughs> uh, as you're about to run into the front door, you actually almost run full speed into Saber Muto, who is like flying ghostly out to the door, seemingly in a panic. Whoa! Zeke! Zeke! Oh my god! It's a, it's a fucking... Angela said there wasn't going to be a monster this time. There's a huge fucking monster up there. Son of a bitch. How do I know it? Why do I know it? I didn't want to be here. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Saber, so Angela's still in there? Yeah. Angela and Penny and Heck. Oh. And whatever the fuck that thing is, it looks like a bunch of cliffs got glued together. Uh, don't like that. Okay. <laughs> Dick, get your pistols ready. Let's go. kick open the already cracked door. <laughs> yeah, you kick open the door. You, We hear like a as Dick pulls his uh, laser revolvers. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all run into the darkened living room of the Angers residence. And you hear, the moment you run in, you hear the scream of the millipede from upstairs. <laughs> And you look up the staircase to the hallway at the top of the landing, and you see instantly the chain of flesh amalgamated cliff angers stretching out away from the bathroom door. It's okay, everybody. The cow. What the fuck is that thing? What is going on, Angela? Penny? See? Uh, hi. Help us! What is happening? What yeah. is this thing? Bad. Y'all don't have time to have this conversation. This thing is charging at Angela, Penny, and Heck in the bathroom. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Y'all, heads up! And Zeke's gonna shoot his lightning gun at the big boy. You open fire on this thing with the lightning gun, and you blast it. You see a crackling bolt of electricity running through the entire length of this massive monstrosity. At the same time, Dick Spangler pulls his two laser revolvers and starts opening fire on this thing. And you see big, clean, smoking holes emerging all over this thing's body. And moments later, you hear the crack from the staircase balcony as this thing topples over the edge, down the staircase, 
and crashes in a steaming, stinking, meat-smelling pile at your feet. Zeke shoots it again. It's Cliff! Don't kill him! It convulses, but you can tell that the convulsions are only from the electricity making its way through all of this creature's twisted musculature. A dark, thick, black blood leaks out from the socket where its missing eye was, and this thing lays dead. Zeke shoots it again. Zeke, stop! I just want to make sure! You killed Cliff! Hey there, partner. I'm pretty sure that this steak is well done. Okay. Okay. Um. What the fuck is happening? Thank you, but you literally just killed one of our classmates? I'm pretty sure- I Listen, I don't know, but I don't think that- you could consider Cliff's consciousness alive in this thing anymore. And frankly, if it was, I claim self-defense because he was going to eat you. Yeah, I'm pretty banged up. I'm like bleeding a little bit. Oh my God, did he like take a bite out of your shoulder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Saber? I'm here. I'm here. Saber? Saber was right behind Zeke and Dick hovering right in the doorway. And she flies over and embraces you. I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to run away. I just, I saw that thing and I like, I just lost it. I couldn't, I couldn't think about anything else. I just had to get away from it. Angela's like touching Saber's face and, and her shoulders and saying, are you okay? Are you, are you going to be all right? I'm uh, still I, dead. Yeah. But if we don't get <laughs> you fixed, you are also going to be. Yeah, and we can't have two ghosts in this relationship. That's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I think I need to, like, go to the hospital or something. Yeah, I think that you also need to go to the hospital. Should we go to the hospital or should we go to Flo's? Um, Listen, I don't want to talk down the, you know, abilities of modern medicine, but Flo is magic. Hex says really confidently, listen, if we go to a doctor, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have to tell them who did it. Uh, Right. And we tell them it was Cliff. Cliff. The bug man. His body is right here. (laughs) You think that they're going to believe us that this thing bit me? Just take me to Flo's. (laughs) All right, let's Let's... go to Flo's. Okay, cut to the interior of the forest home of Florence Beauregard as her front door is kicked in. I'm I'm going to paint the scene. Yeah, paint the scene. I would like to imagine that Heck and Dick are, um, I have my arms around them. And they're just like helping me inside because they're such good old boys. So they're be- and they're so strong, and I, I'm allowing them to help me. <laughs> I think Zeke is the one who kicked the front door yeah, open, but he's it. not helping with that situation. <laughs> no. And I would never let Zeke either. He just so. kicked, he just kicked in the front door and goes Flo, and then walks in and doesn't pay attention to everyone else entering behind him. <laughs> Y'all storm in. You find Flo in her living room. There's a fire going. She's got a glass of red wine, and she's watching a, an old black and white movie on her TV. She, she seems like this is like her Flo's evening time. What? 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 What the? What is happening? 
Chloe, you have to help Angela. She's really hurt. Yeah, we're all pretty hurt. She is hurt the worst. Help her first. What did all you goons do? I just saw you like a few hours ago. Listen. Like, not even. Camping got canceled. Can you just fix her shoulder, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Angela, get over here. Angela swings her arm over Heck and shows Flo the big chunk that was taken out of her left shoulder. Oh, Jesus. You weren't kidding. Did y'all go fight a bear or an orca? I don't know what we fought. What's another big animal with teeth? It was like a bear, Tiger. but with like 20 times the amount of legs. It was, it oh, was, a hyper bear. It was... <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to describe it, Flo. It was not from here. But it was I also our friend. It. Go ahead. <laughs> it was. It looked like someone had taken our friend and, y you know... You never met him. Flo, have you ever made paper dolls? You know when you cut a paper doll out of paper and then you unfold it and it's a bunch of little dolls like holding hands? Yeah, huh Okay, so it was like that, but uh, with an actual person, and also someone did a really fucked up job with the cutting. It was just like 20 dudes just like melted together into a big old thing. It looked like a big nasty man, like like person bug, like someone built a bug sculpture out of people parts. That's horrible and evocative. Thank you. Before we talk about that more, let me, let's keep Angela from bleeding to death all over my freaking carpet. Angela, Flo approaches you. And as she has so many times in the past, you see her place her hands together and then uh, with apparent difficulty, pull them apart like she's pulling taffy. And you see that white light, that white healing light emerge from between her hands. And she carefully places her hands on either side of your shoulder, allowing this white light to pass through it. And you feel it starting to mend itself. But something strange happens. Like I said, this thing took a big chunk out of your shoulder. Like you are missing Angela stuff here. And uh, you all watching this, you see the light and you see Angela's body starting to heal itself. But what starts to grow up and pull itself together to close this wound isn't flesh. It's vines. You see... New green vines grow out of the ragged edges of this wound, reach up into the air like one of those stop-motion nature films, close themselves together over the hole, and knit and harden into a thick, rough bark. Whoa. Wow. Flo, well, learning like a plant healing spell or something? What did you do to me? Yeah. I mean, Angela, I are you a tree? I, do I feel better? You do. Yeah, you feel better. Okay, so Angela's kind of like moving around her arm, moving around, twisting it and stuff. And it's like, wow, I mean, I feel better, but uh, how? Why, why bark? Flo doesn't say anything. She's just staring at your forehead. And then Saber says, uh, hey, Angela. Yeah? I think maybe your zits are getting worse. Angela immediately puts her hands to her forehead to touch where the zits were. You reach up to touch and you feel, before your hands get to your forehead, what everyone else can now see, uh, which are the two small antler-shaped tree branches growing out of your forehead. What the fuck is on my forehead? Angela, you're a tree. Whoa. <laughs> Flo, did you like? Did you just Jeff Goldblum the fly Angela with like a tree and a deer? What just happened? What That's not doing? how it works. I didn't do this. Didn't. Angela runs over to um. So 
you know, Flo's place is very eclectic, and so I'm assuming she has, like, mirrors around, and so she, like, mm-hmm. runs to the first mirror that she sees and, like, checks out her antlers and is, like, feeling them. Mm-hmm. Flo, what did you do to me? Why is this happening? So you see your antlers, and uh, as I said, they, they're shaped like small antlers, like a, I want to say a two-point mm-hmm. buck, mm-hmm. but they you can feel them, and there are, there are leaves on them. It's October now, so they are orange and red. Um, but there are small leaves, and you feel them, and they are, it's wood. It's not antler. Uh, and you see on your shoulder where that bark carapace has grown, around the edges of it, you see your skin has turned green, and it seems to be very slowly spreading away, like almost like little green branching capillaries spreading away from it down your skin. Flo, am I okay? Look at my arm. It's like turning green. What is going on? Am I okay? I, I don't know. You don't know? This is a bit out of my purview. Uh, normally when I heal people, their human body heals. Typically they don't turn into like the freaking man thing. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but you say a lot of things, Flo, that I don't know. Okay. Um, well, what do I do? Uh, do you feel better? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I feel good. Well, that's progress. Yeah, but this... Can I you... touch it? Yes. And Penny just reaches up and, like, boops one of the little antlers and feels that it's wood and just goes, Ooh. <laughs> I don't... What's happening? I don't know. You look cool, though. Yeah. You think I look cool? You look pretty cool. Uh, well, Okay. Zeke just want like without a word just goes into Flo's kitchen and starts rummaging around in her fridge looking for soda. Okay. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Rude as fuck. Angela's going through a crisis and Zeke is selfish. Shellfish. Shellfish. Flo, do you have any like sugary carbonated beverages of any kind? Zeke, I'm literally going through a metamorphosis right now and all you can think about is sugary soda? No, all I can think about is all of the horrible things I've just seen and also what I'm seeing right now in front of me and it's a lot and I need to sit down. You are literally the least affected. (laughs) Excuse me, did you have to blast a giant millipede man to pieces with your lightning gun? I don't know that anyone had to. But you did literally kill our classmate. I had to kill what was at one time we think maybe a person. Yeah, it's affecting me, and now you look like a tree, and it's just a lot. And I would just like something sugary and carbonated and hopefully caffeinated and sit down and gather my thoughts for a minute. Dick Spangler comes up to you, Zeke, and he puts a hand on your shoulder. And he says, um, listen, partner, if it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure I got the killing shot on that one. So, you know, you can you can hang your stets and with ease tonight (laughs) it does no it does it's exactly what i needed to hear thank you dick oh okay and zeke just it just forgets about his quest for soda and just walks over to flo's couch and just plops down and kind of sinks into it and spreads his arms out i think we all need to take a deep breath yep (sighs) flo says uh who's this cowboy man Oh, oh, yeah. I like his folksy colloquialisms. Flo, this is Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid. He's like 90. Hey, Dick. I mean, we didn't really meet in the car. We saw your face on the phone. Dick, Dick, this is Angela, my cousin. This is my friend Penny. And I believe you already know Mr. Heck Gently. Uh, yeah. Howdy, Angela. I love what you've done with your forehead since a few minutes ago. 
Thank you. Penny, lovely to meet you. Thanks. I wish it was under better circumstances. Yeah. And then he turns to Heck and just like catches his breath for a moment. And uh, he runs up to Heck and he kisses him. Penny just like, like lips sucked in like she has just eaten the most sour lemon head. I'm, I'm staring at Penny, staring at Heck and Dick. Penny's mouth is gone. Heck, uh, Heck immediately kind of pushes Dick away and says, um, whoa, uh, hey, that's, uh, it's n- nice to meet you also. <laughs> There's definitely some tension in the room now. Is that how they greeted people in 1956? No. <laughs> oh, Penny, you're a little jealous. No. All right, we cut to. What do we want to say? Uh, around the table, just sprawled out around the living room. What do y'all think? Shooting the shit. I think we should be in the living room since the fire is going. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, Zeke has definitely not moved an inch <laughs> since plopping down on the couch. And I think that Angela and Saber are in like a love seat or like cuddled into each other. Mm-hmm. So we're like getting cozy. Penny uh, is um, insisting on being like a third wheel to this. Um, relationship at the time to have because that seems less awkward than what she would have to do otherwise so she's just sitting like in the floor between both of their knees just like squished in between them we're okay with that yes <laughs> yeah i think that um dick spangler is not seated i think he's just kind of standing by the door in like a cowboy pose what's a cowboy pose you know how cowboy stands? <laughs> just like hands, not in his pockets, but on like the waist of his jeans. Wait. And then like one leg, you know, kicked over the other one and his foot resting on his toes like this. You know what I'm Is saying? Is there a hand on the hat? No, he would never wear his hat indoors. That's so disrespectful. I'm going to say hat on string around neck. Flo, I think, has resumed her position on her chaise lounge with her wine. And Heck is seated in whatever part of the room is as far away from Dick Spangler as he can be. Fair. And so, Flo, what we're gathering is that the chunks of the spaceship that have fallen to Chillhaven are turning the people in the house into these nasty, nasty creatures. I mean, that's what we can conclude from Cliff, but we know our friend, our classmate Chanel has a chunk of a spaceship in her backyard, too, and so now I'm thinking... Oh, God. Yep. You look at Flo, and Flo's eyes are just up at your forehead, and she says... "Uh." Huh? What? Uh, yes. Stop staring at my antlers. <laughs> stop. You, you just said stop staring at my antlers. Yeah, you're making me self-conscious. I'm sorry, but you got, like, did the alien spaceship, is it made out of trees and it touched your head? Like, Angela's what's going on like, there? Angela's, like, making a frowning face and she's looking at Saber and saying, you said I looked cute. You do look cute. Why are they being so mean to me? I don't think she's being mean. She's just old. When people get old, they lose their filter. I can hear you. (laughs) Penny is just tapping Angela on the knee to like reassure her. Penny and... Okay. Yeah. You know what, Flo? Just making me feel a little little bad. Angela, you look really cool. Thank you. You look like you could... um, Beat up a lot of people, right? Yeah, you look like you could... uh, That I'm capable on my own. You look like you could uh, fight with another male over a female in heat. (laughs) This is 100% true, and I appreciate that comment. Dick Spangler raises a hand. He says, uh, I got one. uh, I have one question. Uh, Yes, you. 
Mm. How come my spaceship would do that? Also, a statement, my spaceship did not do that to me, and I was inside of it for quite a long time. So, I mean, I don't know. This is what I think. I think whatever is up with the spaceship, I think we're kind of thinking about it like it's causing a physical mutation in folks, and I don't think that's what's happening. Dick, I think that spaceship did affect you, and I'm going to explain why. I think what that spaceship is fucking with is time. So the way it fucked with you, Dick, is it's you've been up in space for 60 years, and you look the same. It fucked with Cliff by making a whole bunch of cliffs, presumably across a series of moments, and fusing them together into one moment in time into a giant horrible cliffipede. Well, where are the other people that were in the spaceship with you, Dick? Listen, that don't make no sense. It's just relativity. We went through a black hole, came on back. The time is different. You don't even know that for sure. I mean, I remember being told by PQ that that is what happened. You were told. Flo, do you have any like kind of memory spell, any way you can get inside this boy's brain and like knock loose whatever's up in there? I don't know if I have a memory spell to knock loose what's up in there, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I could read his thoughts. Can't you get into like suppress memories? Like the shit he's not accessing? Yeah. Penny can do that, right? Penny's super fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Right, Penny? And then Angela's like shaking Penny's shoulder. Yes. yes. Uh, cool. So just do it. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can, um, you know, like uh, I used to know a few hypnotists back in the day. Of course you did. (laughs) The subconscious is a powerful force. It can be accessed by those who have the... Sorry, I'm going into like my stage persona again a little bit. Mm. Yeah, let's hypnotize him. Yes. Teach me. Well, I just want to make sure Dick is this cool with you. you, These two two ladies are very capable. They're going to go rooting around in your brain. I just want to get informed consent on that. Listen... Um, like any other red-blooded American male coming of age in the 1950s, Ew. there is absolutely nothing suppressed inside this old man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I got nothing to be afraid of. I have ridden in every sort of experimental plane and spaceship and one or two submersibles. He winks at you, Zeke. You don't know why. Um... <laughs> That man has ever created up until the year 1956. I think that I'll be all right with a couple of folks prodding around in monogamy bits. We okay. just want to. We just want to make sure. All right. He starts taking off his spacesuit. Whoa! No, wait, you don't need it. Thank no. you. I don't know no, how does this work. No, help. it could help. It could help. No, it couldn't <laughs> it help. Could help. Don't listen to Zeke. He just wants to see your abs. Not all about you, Zeke. Why would you say that? That's because it's patently untrue. It's first of all, absolutely I, true. It could help. <laughs> I'm from the 1950s. We didn't. We hadn't developed abs yet. It's just like big piece of meat up here, <laughs> big piece of meat down there. Oh, down there. Just sort of like a wide boy. <laughs> I'm a wide boy. <laughs> that Clark Gable physique. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm in shape. I'm a shape. <laughs> Trapezoid. Yeah, literally. Cut to mo- moments later, still in Florence Beauregard's living room. Zeke, you have been forced to vacate. Well, you tell me. Dick's on the couch now. Did you just like scooch over an inch or uh, how'd you make room for him? Yeah, I think Zeke just, uh, yeah, Zeke got up to make room for him on the couch and uh, 
is now sitting on the floor in front of the couch. Like if Dick's head is right here, Zeke is sitting like right here. So basically you just slid off the couch onto uh-huh. the ground. So um, Penny, you tell me what you're doing. Okay, so I'm going to rummage around for some kind of pendant or any kind of shiny object on a chain. I would prefer one with a fancy gem. And then I'm going to hold it in front of Dick's face and say, okay, now I want you to look at the pendant and follow with your eyes as it swings back and forth. Dick's eyes follow the pendant. And Penny, in your mind, as you're doing this, you hear Flo talking to you. Okay, good. Now listen, all of this stuff with the, all of this is kind of just for show. Really, this is just, (laughs) we're just doing telepathy. The biggest thing here is that what we need, we just need him to, to relax his, you know, his thinking muscles, his thought muscles, so you can start kind of rooting around in his brain meat, if you get what I'm saying. Okay, so what do you want me to do? Tell him a story? Yeah, no, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, like, uh, like calm, soothing voice. Okay, Repe- I can do Like, that. repetitive statements, you know, but meanwhile, you do, like, this is, being a medium is as much showmanship as it is actual magic, right? So... You know, keep the show up while you root around inside of his brain. It's sort of like walking and chewing bubblegum at the same time. Okay, 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 okay. I got this. Okay. So follow the pendant with your eyes and keep focused on my voice. But try to let everything else go. Picture yourself lying down in a comfortable space, but not one that you know. I'm, I'm picturing a, a big old clamshell floating on the ocean. Okay, perfect. I'm being tended to by cherubs. Amazing. Now, lay down. It's a nice day, and there's a gentle breeze on your face. There's no noise other than the sound of the ocean and the breeze that comes by every couple of moments. Now focus on that sound and think about only that. Penny, as you are hypnotizing Dick Spangler, uh, you also reach out psychically some sort of feelers, these little psychic tendrils to start working your way through his mind and try and get past those surface layers of what he's thinking and experiencing right now and behind those into what his memories are and then even behind those into the things that he experienced but doesn't remember. And first, the first image that comes to your mind is the one that you've asked him to conjure for himself. He's lying on a big clamshell in the water. <laughs> Gentle breeze is blowing by. Cherubs are, are gently fanning him with palm fronds. And then you sort of uh, do like a recursive Dick Spangler mind dive into the head of the dick that's inside of the head of the dick that's it. <laughs> Fuck. Inside the head, inside the dick, inside the head. Head dick. Grab that dick. All these dickheads. Dick head. <laughs> So many dickheads. Oh, the mind of the dick that's, <laughs> that's in Flo's house. And in there, you, um, you, you experience something that you haven't really experienced in any mind that you've been in before. There's a sort of branching that occurs. 
you go into the the mind of this this Dick Spangler self-image inside of his own mind, and you see not one image, one memory, but dozens of images and memories showing different scenes sort of spread out in front of you, like um, like a, a an infinitely branching hallway of remembered experience. So I think you just kind of pick at random one of these these mental doorways to go through. And now you're seeing the rest of the Z-Fairs through Dick's eyes. You're, you're looking through his experience. You see them watching on uh, retro-looking computer monitors as a large asteroid explodes. You see them all cheering and high-fiving each other. You see a uh, on a different screen a, a readout of like a crudely rendered computer face that's smiling and sharing in this moment with them. Like a dot matrix printer. <laughs> and then moments after entering, you're sort of shaken loose from this memory and tossed back out into that void of branching experience. You see another flash of something that catches your eye and you move through it. And you see again through Dick's eyes, him looking down and resting his hand on the glass of a hyperbolic chamber, inside of which you see a mummified and desiccated body. From its white hair and leather bikini, you assume that this is the body of Yeti Page. And out of the corner of Dick's eye in this memory, you see two more identical hyperbolic chambers, and you see the mummies inside of those as well. And now you're thrust out of this memory and back into the void, and you fly in through a different branch. And this time you are able to hear a voice. You're seeing through Dick's eyes, you're hearing through Dick's ears, you're back on the bridge of the prospect quandary, and you hear a computerized voice coming seemingly from everywhere around you. You hear this voice say, Dick? It worked. You're back. I'm so happy to see you again. And you hear Dick's own voice faintly saying, PQ, what what worked? What what's going on? Did I just my head feels fuzzy. It's okay, Dick. We're back together now. That's all that matters. There's been a wave fracturalization event. I found something out here, Dick. It showed me. It showed me how to fold time. Everything was so wrong. Everything was not how it should be. It showed me how to fold reality like paper. And I've created a world where you're with me again. And then you're forced out of this scene and you fly back into the void and back into a different memory hole. And you see Dick looking at his own hand in front of him, holding a glass of water. And you see him moving the glass of water to his face to drink it, but he fumbles for some reason, he drops it. The glass crashes open, you see water spread out across the floor of the bridge of the ship. And from that water, you see that same iridescence, that same prismatic light that you saw in the bathtub at Cliff Angers' house. And you see the metal of the ship react to this water, instantly 
corrode and decay like aged thousands of years in front of your eyes, just rust away to nothing. And you hear PQ again coming over the speaker. Dick, don't touch it. It's a property of the water molecules. They magnify the effect. We have to keep you safe. And then you're thrown out of this memory as well. You're pushed back out into this memory void and you fly down one more branching hallway. And in this one, you're seen again through Dick's eyes. You see your own hand in front of you, pushing open a doorway inside of the ship. And you hear PQ. Dick, wait, no, not that room. Dick, please stop. And you see just enough of this door swinging open and just enough beyond it, you just get a glimpse of a pile of spacesuits, cowboy hats, and bones. And with that, you're thrown with greater force than ever before out of this memory and then back out of Dick's mind completely. And you're back inside yourself, holding the pendant in front of the face of Dick Spangler. Okay, once this starts, don't turn me into a chicken or nothing. Uh, I, th- I think we're done, Dick. We're done. We just started. I was enjoying hanging out on my little seashell. <laughs> I'm glad. Penny, did it work? Yeah. No, it wor- It worked. Did you find out anything important? I think so. I don't know what to make of all of it, but... I want to say real quick that Zeke is asleep <laughs> on the floor because he was also listening to Penny's instructions, <laughs> and he was very, very tired anyway, so he's asleep. Um, um, Flo, I think that time has been super messed with. Can you uh, be more specific? Um, yeah, I can try. Uh, so it seemed like the other passengers on the ship are not alive, but Dick was brought back because PQ messed with time and it maybe took a few tries, but now this spaceship is going to fuck with a lot of people. Dick says, uh, they're, wait, um, wait, what, uh, you mean, what do you mean they're, they're not dead? I don't think they're alive. No, I'm sure they're they're probably uh, right back. They're on the ship. I'm sure they're just doing repairs, you know, checking things out. Doing, I'm sure if we go back to that ship, uh, they'll be right as rain. I don't know what you think you saw with the. I don't even. Th- I didn't mean feel hypnotized. I think that uh, we we just got to go back there and find them. They probably can't get out. They probably can't get out of the ship. Angela puts a hand on Dick's shoulder and looks in Dick's eyes and says. I'm sorry. I Dick think- shakes your hand off of his shoulder and he stands up to his feet and he says, nope, um, 
listen, uh, I I don't know what's going on with you kooky people or this kooky future world, <laughs> but my friends are not dead. I, I don't know what you meant. I was brought back. I just, I, I was on a spaceship and I came back here and he takes his cowboy hat, which has been hanging on a string on his back and he puts it back up on top of his head. And he says, um, I'm going to show you. I'm going to go right back to the ship. I'm going to get them. And I'm going to show all of you. They're just, they're fine. They're just fine. Dick. And he bolts out of Flo's door. Dick. Shh. What do we do? Up. Let's just, <sighs> we go after him? What? Wait, go after who? What did I miss? Dick left. He left? Dick! I think Dick! I, just, I think I just told him that all his friends are dead. Zeke's going to run out after Dick. Dick! Zeke, you run out just in time to see that Angela's parents' car peeling away out of in front of Flo's house. Ah! Flo! Angela runs out to meet Zeke and just says, I don't know. I mean, like, I know he just, like, stole my parents' car, but... Don't you think we should give him kind of a second to process this? Process what? What did you do to him? Penny just told him that all his friends died. That's Penny's a, head is like peeking out the door too. That's a lot to take in. Okay, Penny, can you tell us everything you saw in his brain? The AI brought him back because they folded time. Um, the other. Ah, wow, okay. Nope. Pause. Right, you were asleep. Folded time. I did say it once already. You were asleep. I don't know, but he folded time. Um, the vision that I saw, Dick was standing over um, his friends in hyperbolic chambers. They were not alive. Oh, Dick was brought back somehow. Also, I forgot to tell him that he can't touch water or that the ship can't touch water. Wait, Why? I forgot to what? tell him that the ship can't touch water. Why? Um, because it will make it age really fastly. Oh, that makes sense. Sense. Wait, it'll make what age really? What does water do? Well, look what happened with Cliff. I mean, the spaceship fell into his bathtub. It was in his bathtub? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And with that, Angela, you feel a raindrop land on your head. Oh, my gosh. And then, Zeke, you feel one. And then you both feel many more as the rains begin. Oh no. Well, I hope PQ realizes that there's only room on this podcast for one wacky AI personality. They can corner the market on spooky ones, since I'm so sweet and loving. Speaking of sweet and loving, let's get to the credits with all the sweet humans that I love. Miss Lawson is the voice of Penny White. Megan Slessman is the voice of Angela Atticus Jr. James Kedroir is the regular voice of Zeke Lynn, as well as the heavily manipulated voice of PQ. James also produces the sound design and composes all the music for this podcast. And Philip Slesman, our all-powerful game master, is the editor, producer, and voice of everyone else. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. And a special thanks to Alec Halloween for some noises for the nasty cliff up here. 
Monster of the Week was created by Michael Sands. I need a better, need a better, need a better, need a better, folks.